When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. It's 12 o'clock in the greatest city of the world. It is Bart and Han. Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. On a football Friday here in New York City. Bart Scott, fresh out of the studio. Still makeup on his face. Get up, first take. A busy man on these Friday mornings. How you doing, brother? I can't complain. Heavy makeup too. Caked yep. on makeup, man. You know what I'm why, saying? Why why we cake it on today? What 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 for? It was hey because you weren't feeling was, beautiful. No, you know you know. Usually I don't. I'm not part of the production meeting. But Greeny was coming back, so I think they asked everybody, "Hey, can you come on?" Yeah, which made me answer the phone. And I'm like, well, you know, me getting on a six o'clock call is really stopping me from getting dressed and getting my stuff so I can get in the car to be on time. So I can be on a call with you, but I might be late to the actual real show. Oh no. Because I, cause, cause I don't stay. There. Yeah, but, but I, what I'm saying is I don't stay in a hotel. I right. actually have to drive from my home. Yes. And I don't live down the street like Greeny. So you want me to get on a call while I'm, you're asking me questions. I'm mm-hmm. not getting dressed and packing my stuff. You know, when I'm on the call, I'm usually in the car driving. You know what I mean? I, 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 I get that. I like get you that. Can, you, can, you can multitask. Like that's the thing about Zoom is you could turn it into like basically where it's no video and you. Yeah, but no matter. But yeah, but no matter what, when you walk in and then they say Bart, 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 are, are you on the call, Bart? Yeah. Bart? I'm putting my socks on. Damn it! I don't know what you're talking about. And I don't want to tell everybody what the hell I'm talking about on the show anyway. Well, you're that guy that I think. Yeah, piss there are, people off. There are well, no, no, no. It's just that, but I've, I've, you know, we we've learned this. There's certain people that you have to have a meeting with because you want to get an idea of the conversation and where we want to move it. And, and if when you're the host, and I've hosted that show before, Greeny likes to know who's thinking what so I can set you up best. So I know who to go to first. I know who might, you know, like, you know, on these calls, sometimes you get like a, get a little argument and then right away you hear Greeny go, all right, leave it, stop it, stop, stop. Just leave it there. Like, and you just know, okay, now I know that there's going to be some friction. I know to set that up. But you're somebody that, and we learned this. Remember, I remember when uh, when um, J Dub was was producing, and we would have yeah. our our little production meetings, and you would just go machine gun Kelly, like you would just like lay waste to every possible storyline, and then you were so exhausted that when the show started, you forgot half the stuff that you were saying, which was really like, you know, the the, the prime yeah. stuff. So I we just decided, yeah, exactly. So we just decided, all right. Bart, like, if we ask you anything before the show, your best stuff, because you're always instinctual, will get will come out. So I think Get Up has to understand that that there's certain guys that you're like, let let Bart needs to leave it in the chamber, right? Exactly. And no no, wait no practice the show shots. Starts. No no warm ups. Right. Like when I went to the game in football, I didn't go to the warm ups. All these guys want to go out and shake hands and kiss yeah. babies and run around their jogging pants. Well, because our warm up is kind of trying out our takes, like trying out our thoughts and then seeing how it reacts and then thinking, oh, wait a minute. Okay. But like, you know, like some of us do that. Like that's me. Like I'm big into let's discuss this and see where it goes. And then I think of something that maybe I'll just, all right, you know what? If I just change a couple of words here, it could actually be a lot more punch and then you'll react. So there is 
some of that that goes on as we're peeling back the curtain on how we do shows at ESPN. But you aren't like that. And I think that's that's something that needs to be recognized. So today it didn't happen, and you found yourself hustling. You were there on time because when the show started, you were there. And I thought it was funny that the three of you were like huddled together. You had Graziano in the middle seat, which was hilarious. Exactly. And you guys are all on one side of the desk because Greeny, as he told everybody earlier in the week, uh, came down with COVID and missed a couple of days. So you guys decided to make sure you were social distancing. Right. Yeah, and he had the middle aisle. You know, social distancing. You know, and when you do that, you have the complaints about who gets the armrest. Right. We have all been in the middle seat, and Graza being the smaller of the three. You know I'm saying you, you have to put your hands on your lap, son. You don't get an armrest. <laughs> I saw that, but you were like you. It was basically Bart versus everyone this morning, though. Yeah, because all the small. It was crazy. Yeah. So give me a couple of things that that you were strong about. That went against everything. And a lot of it had to do with last night's Cowboys win over the Seahawks. 41-35, at least we had some offense. And the Cowboys winning a fourth straight. Dak throwing another game of, of what, three touchdowns. And the, the Cowboys getting to their ninth win of the season. And, you know, they did have to come back to win the game. But they still did. And it just seemed like you were at odds with everybody else's take. So what was the one that really set you off that everybody was saying that you disagreed with? The one, the last play when you talk about the when they went for CD Lamb and the double move, and you know, I, I just understand the logic behind it. Whether the execution and stuff is right, because they say, "Well, why do you run the ball?" Well, they know you need to run the ball, right? And you look at you look at uh, the fact that running the ball, they know you got to run the ball, and it's three yards. It's not like a yard; it's a yard. It's three yep. yards. Yep. Right, and, and they got everybody moved up there. And you know you got one-on-one with a guy that has 119 yards, and they don't have Woolen on them. They don't have any of the top – they got a dude named Brown that we, ain't, we haven't even heard on, heard of, mm-hmm. and he's one-on-one with C.D. Lamb. And I thought it was an opportunity you know, for Dak to have options and putting the ball in your best player's hands. So Dak Prescott, one, can throw the fade to C.D. Lamb if the, the guy jumps inside because you think – Fourth and three, what do people do? They sit on the sticks, right, because they know the slant is coming, so they take mm-hmm. the slant away. Right. So they ran a sluggo, the, the slant go. But because they inverted the safety to take away the slant and stay outside level, they anticipated. That's a great call by Seattle. But still, with that being said, they still had two – they had three drive routes going on. They had a pick route going across the middle. That could have took that. That's three options. Or that could run for it. That's option five. Option six – Dak can just take the sack and you kick the field goal and the clock continues to run because of the sack. I don't understand what they don't understand because they're saying, well, you could have ran 40 seconds off the clock. Hello? The Jets only needed 27. The the, um, 13 seconds was needed for Patrick Mahomes to go score a touchdown. Like, what are we talking about? Like, you got got DK Metcalf that is illegal contact – Vertical routes, you could get a flag. It was a hundred and what two hundred and thirty yards of total uh, penalty yards, like so. Like a minute is more than enough time when you get the ball on the thirty yard line to move the ball down the field to have a shot to win the game. I thought McCarthy was going for the juggler, believing in his MVP candidate quarterback, mm-hmm. and understanding, hey, he'll make the right play. And once he makes the right play, we'll have an opportunity now to not put our defense that has been getting shredded back on the field because yep. we get the first down, we can just take the knee and it's game over. They went for the win. And how can you how can you say that? Because that's going to steal confidence in your team 
that you went for a win, that you believed it for them to make the right decision. Yeah. I don't understand what the what the big you know mishap is. Whether it's a minute and forty or a minute, it's still the same. Bad things can happen. You throw vertical routes to those vertical receivers that's been shredding you all week because you know you got to play that soft defense, and then eventually they're going to get shots at the end zone, even with a minute. They throw it down the middle because you got to do that with those linebackers that aren't that good, and they catch the ball for 20, 30 yards, and they go spike the ball. They still right there. They still got 48 seconds. So what are mm-hmm. we talking about? Mm-hmm. So I, I applauded McCarthy for believing in the best player on his team, well, the two best players on his team, and CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott that was cooking. And Dak, you know, the, the kid played the, the, the right play. They, they, they planned for the double move. Who knew they were going to play for the double? And then on the other end, everybody's talking about, well, how do you not block Michael Parsons? Yeah, that, that that's the that was the one that when Gino after the game said that the the play design yes. was to not block Michael Parsons. Yes. Like why? Um, how many times do you see Aaron Donald or you see Quentin Williams and the Jets defense get screened to death? That was a Woody Boot screen, the same play that a lot everybody gives up. It's essentially the the fullback to the flats type of thing, right. and they were playing cover zero, so they got more than you can block. So somebody was coming free regardless. What 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 stopped that play from happening is Demarcus Lawrence got off the ball late. Cover zero. Demarcus Lawrence is supposed to get underneath the tackle. The tackle he was late off the ball, so the tackle closed the gap. So he went outside, which you're never supposed to do in the cover zero, because the tackle pushes you. He, he he can push Demarcus Lawrence into into um, Michael Parsons. Understand that when you have a cover zero, the two widest guys are responsible if the r- running back re- um, swings. Mm-hmm. If you put the running back on that side. And he swings immediately. Michael Parsons is just going to take him. So then you don't have enough to block anyway, so it's, it's ruined. But if you put him on the opposite side, just like when you saw the Jets give up that play a couple of weeks ago uh, when the running back was on the other side and C.J. Mosley ran into the pick screen play yeah. and ran into the guy, it was the same play. It was the same exact play. You run double slants so that you run at the, at the, at the linebacker or whoever is responsible for the running back, and you run the running back out and he acts like he's blocking Michael Parsons, and he run, and Michael Parsons is going to uh, avoid him because he's going to say there's no way they're not blocking me, and he's going to go to the passer, and Geno's just supposed to keep fading back and throw, throw a hand grenade up to, 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 uh, to Dallas, and he would have hit his head on the goalpost. The same thing we saw with Patrick Mahomes with cover zero, and how did you know that they thought it was going to be a cover zero? Because the last fourth down plays, they ran cover zero, and they didn't have an answer for it, and that's when um, you look at um, – in Jigba, uh, when he went the wrong way, and Gino just lobbed it up because he didn't know that he was hot. So they knew it was coming, and they had a plan for it, and it was a pretty good plan. Just because you had a plan doesn't mean that it's going to come out and work the right way. Mm-hmm. But a lot of things had to happen that went in their favor for it not to not for it to go their way. So and a lot of fr- them coming out, yes, a lot of Friday morning quarterbacking happening on the shows, right? And, and I had to explain to them like, oh look, Demarcus Lawrence got off late. Oh look, he would have been wide ass open and <laughs> running up the sideline if Geno would have just kept backpelling, backpelling, backpelling. We see it all the time. We see we see Aaron Rodgers, we see uh, Mahomes backpedal, backpedal, and throw off the back foot. It don't have to. It just has to get up there. We saw. We saw. We saw. Uh, Zach Wilson just throw a hand grenade up to to Tyler, right? And watch what happened. He's, he he got he got the penalty. Right. So that's what you do because the guys that's responsible for him on the line of scrimmage they didn't even have second level players responsible for the running back. Is but frust- is they don't see that you? type of stuff because I'm a de- defensive savant. That's what and I know say. and I know what people do to beat certain things, and that was the right play. Does it frustrate you when you sit there among people who are experts 
and you not all experts are created equally. <laughs> yeah, and you try to explain something, and they just they just completely disagree with you, and you you just see it as as it's obvious to you, like they don't know, and you can't explain it. It's got to be maddening. Yeah, that's why I told Chris. Kind of listen, Chris, you spent the majority of your life with your hand in the dirt. You don't see the the big picture. Like you you're just taught to see ball, go get ball, mm. right? I have to read. Route combinations and pick what routes. What about Lewis Riddick, though? Lewis, Lewis Riddick wasn't, you know, he was he was a, a safety, right? He was safety for three years. Well, I'm just saying. I understand okay. that. But, like, it's levels to the defensive performance and the defense that I've been a part of and the defense that Lewis gotcha. Riddick has been a part of. I appreciate Lewis Riddick, but Lewis Riddick was a journeyman. Mm. Okay. I, I understand his football acumen, but I understand – it from a different perspective because I remember being in an all-out blitz and Peyton Manning checked to a screen to Brandon Stokely the, the, the time when we beat the Colts to go to the Super Bowl, I mean, to go see the Pittsburgh Steelers. We yeah, went and played the, can't, yeah, the can't, can't Wait game was the one after that. Yep. Remember, it was an all-out blitz, and what did they do? They ran a quick screen to Brandon Stokely. We ran a fake cover zero blitz, came out of it, and I tackled Brandon Stokely, and we went to the, we went to the next round. Mm. So you saw the play. I saw that. Well, because we tricked him, because we used his his knowledge against him. They didn't do that. They lucked into it. We did it purposely. Like, Lawrence didn't get off the ball. So let me ask you this then off of the game, and we'll get into some other things here too as well. 800-919-3776. Dak continuing to make a case as an MVP candidate, or is this because he plays quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? How much of this is legit? Because this is at least a team – you know these last, the the four wins in a row, but the previous three, like you'd said, they're like homecoming games. This this was a a, a fairly formidable opponent, although the Seahawks have been kind of struggling lately. It it, it keeps them in the running, right? It, right. it, it, it keeps them in the running. Um, if he wants to really be a legitimate uh, playoff um, content, I mean uh, MVP candidate, then he's going to have well, to beat Joe. He's going to be have to beat Jalen Hurts. He's right. going to have to beat Tua Tunga Bailoa. Because the MVP candidate on that side is Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to also beat Josh Allen. Well, next Sunday night is it, right? Like, Eagles come to Jerry World. That That's as big a game as you can have in the regular season this season, right? I mean, is there no other game that you would say is anticipated like that one? Right? No, no. It has not, to be. None at all. I mean, and they came close there. Yeah, they, but that they, game, this game next Sunday night, like, at Cowboys, Eagles come in. This is like that's as big a regular season game that Dak and the Cowboys have played in a while. Like this is this is a make or break kind of thing. If they lose again, you sort of like yeah, no, they can't. Like you know what I mean? Like if they they that's such a big game next week, huge game. No, like you seem like so it's, unenthusiastic it's, no, 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 about no, no, that. No, it's it's a, it's the biggest game. Like yeah. because you talk about you know we we anticipate Philadelphia to be coming off of a loss to San Francisco where they are underdog at the. Hmm. At home, right? So then that could be the determining factor. I mean, they would get one and they got one. So they would have a, a, a equal record. They would be – have, you know – And the Cowboys get a mini buy here because they played Thursday night. Right, right. right. So, they, so, they, so they're going to get a lot healthier, right? Yeah. And then they okay. may have an opportunity if if Shaq uh, Leonard makes a decision, hmm. you know, between one or two teams to be able to get him in and get him comfortable with certain plays and base coverage and be able to get a little chemistry and understand what their playbook and what their calls are and what's expected of him. Or he can decide to go to Philadelphia, and then they can still continue to struggle against stopping a run because when you think about the linebacker out there, you know what I mean? And listen, people don't talk about what happened with uh, Chauvinet if he didn't get hurt. He was running the ball down their throat. And also if Kenneth Walker was there, 
Well, they have a healthy back in Philadelphia and, and, and DeAndre Swift, and they haven't found a way to stop the ball. We'll get your calls set up and ready to go. News of the day. I mean, there's several different headlines, but yesterday is when Aaron Rodgers spoke, not, you know, on Pat McAfee's show or anything else. Is when he got around the reporters. So this is stuff that isn't wasn't on camera or any of that stuff. This is just a typical because now that he's you know, he's in the window, he's available. And so the media can now talk to him again. And the reporters couldn't wait to get around him because they haven't had that opportunity to do that. Everything has been off of Pat McAfee's show. So when the reporters got around him yesterday, it, it, it a lot of interesting things came out of it. And, you know, Bart, when you and I were starting the show yesterday, you remember I said, like, this story's kind of getting uh, stagnant. Like, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, but it seems like it's this is what people are really interested in because the calls did not stop for three hours about Rodgers and his return. And I can't clarify it enough over and over again. You and I are not advocating this return. You and I are not saying mm-hmm. this is great. We're, we're both saying this is a high-risk move. What we're saying is for anyone to say that the Jets should tell them no, th- they can't. They're not going to. This is all him. It's doctors and him. So it's silly to waste your breath talking about how the team shouldn't let him come back. It's not up to them. They've already given him all that power to decide if he wants to or not, regardless of the record and everything else. Mike Tannebaum and others would tell us they would wrap him in bubble wrap. right? Rex Ryan said the same thing. right? He'd have, try to have a talk with him about it, tell him how important he is to next year. But like, regardless of all these things that we think would be a logical thing, understand that it's a waste of time to continue to just say the team should tell him no. It's not happening like that, so that's got to be a take that needs to go in the trash. It's not happening that way. Now, if everybody's opinion is he shouldn't do it, completely different story. But for him, he has his reasons. So the one quote that came out of his, um, I guess, availability with the beat writers yesterday was this quote. And I don't know if you've heard this before. Let me know. Anything is possible. It's one of your favorites, isn't it? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. It is. Yep, KG. So he said that when it comes to the return. But he also said this. He said, it feels great to be on the practice field, but I'm not anywhere near ready to play. Okay? So he's only cleared for limited practice. And now it's just a matter of can his team wake it up and give him even more incentive to want to come back. I mean, they've got to win a couple of games, and it starts Sunday against the Falcons. You know that. It starts Sunday. But when he what this is the one thing that he said now that to me is the strongest quote when asked about playing in a game with no playoff implications. He said, quote, I don't think that would make a ton of sense, end quote. So now he's pretty much thinking like everybody else is thinking by saying something like that. So he's admitting it. The comeback this year before the four-month mark would mean I'm not 100% healthy, so it'd be a risk for myself. For the team to sign off on it, if we're out of it, I'd be surprised if they would okay that to come back. Isn't that interesting? That he now is saying, it's oh, the team can tell me no. Because Sala last week, I believe, said if Aaron wants to play and the doctors clear him, He's going to play, right? I mean, he didn't yeah, even I mean, say like, "Well, we might have to have a talk about it." No, yeah. he said, "If Aaron wants to play, he's going to play." And Aaron said, "Well, if the team team's got to sign off on it, I'd be surprised if they'd be okay with it." 
So it's interesting what he's doing right now. It's almost like he's understanding that there's a lot of anxiety around it. And he, I don't think he wants to cause any more. Right, right. He doesn't want to become a distraction. One, he wants to see if this team can find a way to beat um, the Atlanta Falcons and then in turn have an opportunity to beat Houston. And then we have a real conversation. Then you, have right. because, the, because the tough one is, well, can Aaron Rodgers come if he's healthy to try and beat the Miami Dolphins? Oof. And if, if that happens, then you can say, hey, we can mess around and make the playoffs. He said, obviously, Sunday's out of the question, obviously. But he said, I'm going to push it next week. See how I'm feeling after Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. See how I respond. And he said he's been targeting the Christmas Eve game against the Commanders as the potential return. So he is, at least he's finally admitting that, as that had been whispered for a while now. Um, But said that his rehab is progressing so well that he decided to return sooner than expected to practice. So he said he can drop back, do some things in a small circle, but not sure he can protect himself as well as he'd like to at this point. Right, so he's right. got to do more in practice, and he's got to take live reps in 11-on-11, which is and, important yeah. too. And load-bearing, right? He's got to see yeah. if he can be sitting flat-footed and then burst to run to get out of the way. So this, again, this, this is the back and forth with reporters what makes this interesting. So when he's, he was told by a reporter that you know many medical experts say it can't be done and asked why is he trying to do this. Just watch me. He, he gave like a look to the reporter asking, why are you trying to do this? Yeah. And the response was, why? Do you know my history? It's never been why try. For me, it's why not. Right. It's like, you know, the, the seven-minute mile was thought to not be possible, right? Or the four-minute yeah. mile, right, was thought mm-hmm. not to be possible. Well, somebody made it possible. It's like uh, C.T. Flesher always says, it's always impossible to some crazy man come around and <laughs> dare to do it. And I feel like for him – like, he, for instance, for That's him, what, athletes, I, you know, one thing, I'm sorry, what? you no. know, one thing that all athletes have heard all their life. Yeah. They told me it wasn't possible for me to make it to the NFL. Mm-hmm. They told me that, hey, you know, you got a, you got a better chance of getting struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. We feed off that stuff. You, you, t- you tell us it can't be done. It gives us a goal. Yep. And That's we may, like. and we Motivation. might fall, we, we might fall short of the goal, but it won't be for lack of trying. And mm-hmm. it's going to inspire other guys to try it as well. And then somebody's going to do it. You're right. And I also think he's aware, and I said this yesterday, his presence for this franchise looms larger than any other figure, including the owner. It's just what he does when he's around, and he look knows the, it. Look at, the, look at the juice going on with this organization. We're talking about a four-win a four win football team, yeah. and it's juice yep. around it just That's because right. the dude came back to practice. Not because they won a game, not because they got a chance to go to playoffs, not because they played at a high level. This is a team that lost three games in a row, and there's excitement just because this dude is back on a football field throwing the pigskin. Remember what Garrett told us, right? Like just having him around, how important it is. Listen to Joe Chipman from DNR this morning about what it's like just having him back around the team full time. He's a guy that for O line he can make suggestions. I mean, he can damn near teach us technique. Like he he's able to, I guess, correct the little mistakes that we're making and, and can kind of just feel his presence whenever he's around. He's a guy that's gonna try and get the best out of each and every one of us, which is something that I definitely thank him for. I mean, you kidding me? It's so, it's overwhelming. Like you got offensive linemen. Like yeah, he could teach us technique. Like like it, to think about that. Like that's that's how much he is revered. Now, how about on the defense side? Here's Sauce Gardner. It's a blessing to be able to have him back around us. You know what I mean? Always good to have him. As long as he good, you know, when I'm good and we good. I heard that's something that never happened before, so 
You know, that is pretty incredible, but, you know, I ain't surprised when it comes to him. He always one of those guys that just going to make sure he take care of his rehab, always going to put that work in, so, you know, I'm not surprised. Bart, can you think of another player that has had this type of an impact on a team just simply by being there? Tom Brady? Yeah. I mean, when, when he first Brady got did, to Tampa. He, he had him practicing in the park. Yeah. When he first got to Tampa. Remember, he that was changed, COVID. He, he changed the way that, how they practice. Yeah, it was how a they approach practice. He changed everything about they, what, what they do and how they go about winning and made them professionals. Showed them how to, how to prepare like a champion. Yeah. It, it is amazing. Now, there's more to what Rodgers had to say yesterday. And more of it is on brand. But it has nothing to do with his return. It has nothing to do with what's going on in the field. What he also made sure to do with the reporters is start protecting people. And what he had to say is something you shouldn't be surprised about, but you might you need to hear. So we'll get to that and shows you again what kind of impact he has on the organization. We'll get to that. Of course, more of the Rogers stuff. Your calls on at 800 919 A busy football Friday, of course, as we'll look into this weekend in football. And you have the Jets. The Giants are on the bye week, so you don't have to deal with what they are doing this week. But we do have lunch money later in the show as well. We will get into some hoops because the Knicks won again last night against Bart's de Trois Pistons. Yeah, yeah, one that one but, the ass kicking you thought. No, but I, I was going to give you a compliment about what I saw. Some news from Jeff Passan about Shohei Otani, what teams are in, what teams are out, a surprising team that's already moved on. Man, we got a lot to get to, and of course, audio files as well. Stay with us, Spartan Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. It's the big question surrounding the Jets. No, not will they win this weekend against the Falcons. No, it's will Aaron Rodgers play again this season? Earlier this morning, DPH on Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said Aaron Rodgers is doing whatever he wants. I think it would be ridiculous to bring him back this season, but it's not about what I think. Or Clearly, it's what he wants. That's right. And instead of somebody telling him, no, it doesn't make sense and it doesn't work for us and it's our organization, we're going to do what we find in our best interest, they're just going to let him run roughshod over them. Well, yeah, because, I mean, he's, he's the savior for the organization right now. Okay. I mean, what do you want me to tell you, buddy? No, it's it's frustrating. Of course it's frustrating, but I think this is, in the bigger picture, is this is what's wrong with the Jets in general. This is why we haven't been great, because there's a level of dysfunction that just won't go away. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up, 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show. And it's only here on 98.7 FM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, Football Friday on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 800-919-3776. We'll get to your calls momentarily as we're talking about Aaron Rodgers who talked with uh, the beat writers yesterday. And that, that's significant because, you know, look, there's there's the safe spaces that an athlete can be in, podcasts, and, and the weekly spot that he has, McAfee and all that stuff. And then a lot of times it's very revealing. But you generally will get more out of when the writers get around you, there's no cameras on, and there's follow-up questions, there's you know all kinds of stuff. And so the obvious stuff about Rodgers and his return, you know, that stuff got out of the way. And he did he did at least allow the idea of, you know, I mean, if we're out of it, and then he says that, that the team probably wouldn't let me return, which I found interesting because Solid already said that if Iron wants to play, he's going to play, regardless of where we are. So I think they probably had some conversations about the anxiety that the fan base is having about him returning in a meaningless game and then getting hurt. They had him, Bart, um, and I know you've done this, uh, t- making uh, sales calls in the facility. He was on the phone. You I know, did mine's or- yeah, I did mine organically, though. I would just walk around playing around, and I was making fun. And Yours I- were actually hilarious because they recorded some of them. but I, knew, I didn't even know they were recording, to be honest. He did a, hi, it's Aaron from the New York Jets which is pretty funny. But still, so they had him doing that, which is, I think, um, fitting because he literally is selling tickets. But let's get into, to me, what was the meat of this, um, his his availability with the beat writers. Because this is the part of the story, I think, that needs to be discussed and has been discussed. And once again, as you and I have both said, ain't nothing happening with this franchise while he's here. So he's asked about you know, the future of Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, and Nathaniel Hackett, who all three have been under heavy criticism, including Hackett. And Hackett's his guy, as we know. And so he asked, uh, he was asked by the beat writers if his future with the team is tied to those three guys returning next year. Essentially what it's saying is, if, if there's any changes made, are you out? I'm gone. Yeah. And his response was this, quote, I think that's such a trap question, end quote. Interesting, right? It is. That's smart. That's savvy because no way, no matter how you answer it, it's going to be like um, interpreted differently. Well, you know that if he said yes, then it's like, okay, this guy's running the franchise, okay, right? Let's go. If he says yes, okay, like let's go. Let's see. Let's go. Who who should they, who they get? Oh, you it's know, create that inswell. Of, hey, maybe they should go hire the offensive coordinator 
for the uh, Detroit Lions, and they should get judged because we yeah. need offense, offense, offense. And yep. you know, maybe they should bring Rex, Rex back as a defensive coordinator. Yep. Uh, is Wade Phillips still around? <laughs> you, you don't want to have to do all that. Like, but but, but you know, but, right? But you know, you know, like like if Mike McCarthy comes, didn't somebody bring that up? Mike McCarthy becomes available because Bill Belichick and and Jerry Jones are you know considered together. What if the Cowboys crash and burn again and they make a change? And would Mike McCarthy come here and coach? Whatever. So. He said, though, which I thought was funny, you know, he doesn't make those decisions. But, I mean, come on. We all know that he has heavy influence over a lot of the decisions with the organization. So he did say this part, which I think is also important. He said the Jets have, quote, a really good organizational structure. And then he said, I feel like the recipe is in place to be really successful. Whether it's finishing up this year or starting first next year, I feel like with those guys in position of leadership, this team can get to where it wants to go, end quote. Do you feel like that's enough of an endorsement? Like that should quiet all of now the the the, the people that want to fire everyone and start over. Do you think that's enough? And do you think that Woody Johnson even needed to hear that to take any thought out of his mind of making any major changes? I mean, it don't take a rocket science to say, hey, with the way that the defense has played, whether the offense sucked or not. Mm-hmm. that Aaron Rodgers on this team would probably be a plus three right now. So if it's a plus three, you think you beat New England. Let's say you think that you beat you know, your last two opponents, the Chargers and the, um, and, and the last opponent, not, not, even, not even the Dolphins, or you, you split one of them, then you're right where you need to be. You, you would have arguably the best record. Actually, you would, have, you would be tied for the best record in football. Would you have a touchdown? Yes, you'll have a touchdown. It's because Aaron that obviously Rod- is it's Aaron freaking Rodgers. That's what I'm saying. Being so th- that's being what's the problem. Like you look they at barely Allen beat Lazar. the Giants, right? Like again, barely beat the Giants. How did he, C- couldn't score at all against a bad Chargers defense. It just could not score at all. Did he look you know, like, worried is, about the? Did he look worried about the Giants in a, in a preseason? He looked like he had a pretty good control about how he can handle those guys and knowing who's coming, who's not coming, with all that. You know, stuff going on right there. How many how many touchdown passes would Alan Lazar have on some back shoulder fades where he's well, sticking right where he's sticking right in his back of his rib where he can't yeah. drop the ball because it's stuck in his solar plexus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's you know how the, many how many touchdowns the Raiders where, where, could, could they have scored yeah. against the Raiders? Could yes. they have scored against yes. Buffalo? Where was it? Where would Garrett Wilson be right now? Like he probably he probably have a thousand yards right now, which would open everything up because then Brees would be running against light boxes. Right, but it it, it didn't happen. Four plays in, the but entire season but it, but crashed could, and burned. But it could happen next year, right? With an even better guy on the outside, which so is why probably why he said that's what like Devontae like, Adams has what Devontae Adams knows this offense just as well as Aaron Rodgers. Well, you think so, right? Yeah. So that's, so that's, so, so why so so you want to, you want Devontae Adams to come have to learn a new um you know new a new system as well? No. But you understand the fans when they see this type of like just ineptitude I, I do. I do. that you immediately look and go this has got to this this guy's got to go. They don't they don't know what they're doing. Like the they fans, all want to rip it to shreds. You know that. Tell me this. Did the Cincinnati Bengals offense coordinator forget how to call plays? No. How many points they put up last week? What was it, was it 6? Like less than six ten, right? And and this is a team with three, two guys that are going to be high priority free agents out there, and arguably you know top five wide receiver mm-hmm. in Jamar Chase, right? And they put up how many points? Thank you. And the, so the Jets have none of that. A worse offensive line, worse receivers, 
worst tight ends, and you expect them to put up how many points? Yeah, they put up If the 10. team that had Joe Burr on it could only put up six points, what the hell you expect the Jets to do without Aaron Rodgers? What but about no, Cleveland? What about Cleveland? But no one wants to no one wants to focus on that right now, Bart, because it, everything else has looked so bad. That's why that, it's our job. That you can it. understand that with Rodgers you're not going to put up 30 a game, but how come you can't get two touchdowns or one touchdown? With Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, how is it that you can't score at all? What 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 would have happened if you got a pick six and then you gave Aaron Rodgers the ball with that same amount of time to try and get down there on the fail Mary? Have we seen Aaron Rodgers throw fail Marys? Well, I mean, we yeah. haven't seen many people do that. But no, but no, I'm saying we've seen him throw hail Marys, and we right. saw the one against Arizona, the moon ball that just stuck to the dude's chest. Mm-hmm. He would have figured out a way how to get them offside and throw up a, a, a banana pie. Well, there's a lot of that stuff, the trickery that again you don't. You saw, you saw we Dak never Prescott. got to see it. You saw Dak Prescott last. You even see with Boyle. Boyle's so good that the offensive players drop off sides too. <laughs> like, so Aaron Rodgers, it's the originator. He learned from him. Yeah. So how many free plays would the Jets be getting? How many times would they catch 12 men on the I just field don't, trying to I, change people out? I'm just telling you, I just don't think fans can see it that way because they can't they, believe they, in something they haven't seen. Now, That's what was, it is. Right, because because you believe never, in what you've seen more, and what you've right. seen more is the last couple of years of an offense like, like that has been the worst in the NFL, mainly because Zach Wilson was the quarterback. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and it was Mike. It was Mike Lafleur last year calling plays that still look bad. So and he, and he, I just think so fans bad. believe he, what so they bad. see, not what they hope for. Yeah, and he's so bad that the Rams have given him an extension. <laughs> That's how bad he is. Let's take hey, call oh my him. God, this guy can call plays. Call him in the Bronx. What's up, call? Uh, Bartholomew Hollywood Han. Listen, I like the the Rogers conversation to me is kind of kind of ludicrous. Like, what was the conversation about Aaron Rodgers prior to him coming to the Jets for like three or four years? He loves the limelight. He loves the conversation. He wants all eyes on him. All of this stuff about him coming back is not true. It's just pomp and circumstance to keep the media and keep all the attention on him. They're going to make some kind of nonsense like, oh, he is able to come back, but we're not going to let him. They just want to keep the conversation going. There's no way he's coming no back. Way. No I way guarantee come. he'll come back. And it just wants, it just wants conversation starters so, to keep him in the, the media. So, Colin, are you, are you a Jets fan? A Giants fan. No, you know I'm a Giants fan. Come on. Exactly. So, out as the outside jet hater, what no, more? I'm not a hater. No, 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 no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, as somebody who does doesn't care, right? You either love or hate. I, I don't put anything in the middle, right? Okay. <laughs> what, what, what better? What, what action since Aaron Rodgers has been here could he have done any better? He gave back thirty million dollars. No, no, no. He gave yeah, back no. thirty million. He gave back thirty million dollars. Everybody said, "Hey, he won't be here." He came here and he stayed here. He didn't go back. He was at all the OTAs, all the practices. People thought he wouldn't do that, right? He he spent time with his teammates and, and got to know who they were, you know, at, at you know at games, off season, spending time. What more, or how how much better would you have wanted Aaron Rodgers to perform? I think he's had a flawless victory of how he's handled everything, and the fact that he's even in the conversation to be able to come back. And if he gets medically cleared, that's not fake. If he gets medically cleared, that's a doctor. So you're saying they're not doing their fiduciary. They're not doing what they're taking out on their oath. They're just passing the guy so he can say he could have came back, but he didn't come back. 
So if he he's, he's doing I, all of that when he could have just sat on his ass and collected his money, and he didn't have to get back thirty million dollars, he could have just said, "Y'all, hey, y'all on the hook for a hundred million dollars. I don't care. Do something about it. Figure it out." He's I, acted perfectly. He's done everything. He's done things that we couldn't dream of. Everybody Bart, said we we just want him to come to practice. Bart, he gave you, back thirty million dollars. Can you both be right? Here's why. Everything you're saying is correct. Everything. That's not hyperbole. Everything you're saying is literally what happened. But what Colum is saying isn't quite wrong either. Now, and I'm not look, he does have an ego. We know this. He yeah. likes to stay in the in the, in the center do. of attention. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's not any different than most quarterbacks. He likes to stay in the center of attention. Right? He likes to be in the conversation. This is what he enjoys. So for him to go off and disappear and be away from a team and go through what is a depressing, you know, uh, a rehab thing, which many players have said, it's hard and it's depressing. At this point in his career, how do you know that he's not a type of person that, man, when I go away and I'm away, like, I know, I know me, if I'm alone too long, I go into a dark place. I need, I need action. I need people around me. I need. It's not like it's not like he has a so, family. He's oh, not come married on, with children. Mar- that's what I'm saying. So football he, is his baby. But but and that's what I'm saying. So he needs he needed something to stay engaged. This this type of drive did it. And who's to say also that he's quite aware that my presence is important to this franchise. Look at the way these guys respond to me, and he loves that. He feeds off that too. And then I've got people that I care about that I need to protect so they don't get fired. So I need to be here saying what I'm saying, doing what I'm doing, and just, like you said, it's a four-win team, and yet everybody's talking about it. It's a big story for a team that otherwise we'd be talking about draft picks and tanking and everything else, but we're not. So I think you're both right. I think you're right in what you said about how he's done everything pretty much the right way, but Colin's right in saying that a lot of this is about him, and he's just he's keeping himself in the conversation, and I think it's because of everything I just said. Because otherwise, he'd be depressed, and the franchise would be a shambles, and people might start getting fired and all that stuff. And he just says, no. It was unfortunate what happened. What happened in the first game of the season, terribly, terribly unfortunate. But we got another year. There's still a chance that the dream can come true. We just got to get to next September. And that's the painful, long road that we got to get to because right now, this is the worst of times. That's it. 800-919-3776. Can they both be right, everybody? Or is one side right and the other side wrong? We'll hear from you next. Stay with us. Bart and Han, 987 ESPN. And Bart, can you tell me about BetMGM? Sure I can. Uh, let me stall for two seconds. Yes, BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM reward points that you can that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Plan their trip to Las Vegas. You can also convert those BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards dining shows, hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM and GameSense reminds you to play responsibly and offers resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for T's and C's. Must be 21 years or older to wager and physically present in New York only. New and existing customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification, eligibility requirements, rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. The number is 800-919-3776. It's a football Friday, but we are in the midst of the NBA season. So, of course, I think we should get into some Knicks who are in a back-to-back. I mean, that's all they do is play these freaking back-to-backs. So they're at Toronto tonight after beating the Pistons last night. So we'll get into that in the 1 o'clock hour, and then we'll also have audio files. We do have Jets tickets uh, that we'll be giving away throughout the show as well, so keep it locked in right here. But right now, we got it locked in with you. And Ulta Bart says, uh, Ulta in Harlem says, you got him in trouble yesterday? Yeah, so this is what happened, right? So my girl called me. She's like, you free? I was like, nah, I'm on hold. And she was like, mm. So I sent her the screenshot because I got you guys saved, right? So she went to Twitter. She was like, my man says that he's on hold with ESPN. And they always like, nobody holds on the phone that long to talk about the Jets. The Jets are sorry. So now she think I got some girls saved at ESPN underneath my phone. Oh. <laughs> and I'm on the phone. How do we fix and I was like, that? <laughs> Listen, I told her, I was like, I'm going to call today. But I, I, I didn't even get in yesterday because I was going to call and talk about Aaron Rodgers and everything. I didn't even get the call. So now I had to sleep on the couch last night, right? Ooh, my baby. <laughs> Listen, man, she don't. She, she was like, "Oh, you call it today? Who you on the phone with?" And they, you know, and you know, you know how, yo, y'all know how dudes are when uh, um, they work husbands. You be like, "Hey, you know, what do you think about this?" Oh, he wasn't on the phone with ESPN. No, nope. nobody's talking about Temple. All right, I'll get you fired up. I mean, <laughs> hey, you know what's crazy, Alan? Like, I'm sitting here because I don't see your lovely face. I didn't even know we was back. What do you mean you didn't know we was back? <laughs> I was sitting here. I ain't see your face. I thought I, I'm you, used you to seeing your face. So you I, thought, I thought I thought like, oh, well, we're not back yet because I see you the face. I thought that was just sound from commercials. Are you? <laughs> Yo, bro, bro, oh, bro. Oh, I've been up, bro. I've been up, bro. I've been up since six o'clock, man. Yeah, it's a fair point. It is a fair point. It's a busy day for Bart. But I mean, what's your girl's name? Gabby. All right, tell Gabby to call that number, right? Uh, so at some point in the next, you know, between now and, th- and 3 o'clock. Alan, she's going to think you're lying. She thinks it's a Google lying. number? No, no, she, what do you know? You show her your phone and say, here, she call it's a Google this number. number. She it's a Google- Alan, you are married. When your wife has something in her head, there's no uh, evidence that's yeah. going to change it. That is true. You, listen, just say sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I did. I was like, I, I was like you're right. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I'm back. You just listen, just basically listen. say this. I, I love that show. I can't quit them. You got. You I gotta, can't quit them. You got to tell it, it's my fault that I didn't make you secure enough to know that I was telling the truth. Oh, it's my true. fault. I haven't built up the trust over you our relationship that's where you take it. it as fact. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I it, whether whether it's true or not, it's not true. But it's my fault because I haven't done enough in sowing seeds that you can understand that I will only have eyes for you and that I love you and only you and that I would never do anything like that. Oh, I got to do play, a better job in proving some, to you that I can be a better man for you. Play some Belle Biv DeVoe, Smile Again, right? Yeah. Like, like play that song. 
You know, because that's when he apologizes oh, and Tank, all that stuff. Tank, Tank got a Tank got a new one. That that's that's I, the way that's the way. Yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah, Just yeah, hit yeah. it with. Please don't. Please don't. Keep our number in the phone, and if she ever wonders, just have her dial it. That's all, and we'll answer. Yeah, like, sure is sure is. You know, Bart. Bart though, Bart will put on that voice like, "Hey, what's up, baby? How you doing?" Is he no, not you, no, you will. She, she like you no, know, Bart will start she, doing she, that stuff, right? She gonna call. She gonna call. I'm like, hey, you bring your pretty bro, little self I, I, over I'm, to my apartment like, tonight, like, and I'll I'm show like, you a real no, man. I, no, I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, boo, <laughs> hey, boo, you coming over for the milk and cookies? <laughs> she, she, she ain't around no more. Oh man, we're sorry for leaving you on hold, but hopefully you can play this back, and then she'll believe you. I didn't know Al like Mission Men. Oh, so now you swing from both sides of the plate. Damn. I know what they call you. They call you Chris Hansen. I call you Chris Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to call it a day on the Rodgers conversation for now, but what we're going to do on the other side of this is talk some Knicks. They beat the Pistons. They've won. What is it like? like is it you, ain't have to say, you, you ain't have to say that. Though. Nine to 12 or something like that. They had a good month of, of November, and uh, they are in a double uh, back-to-back tonight. And so, we'll, what did we see? Pistons beat them up pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Took took them legs for the next team. Maybe you're welcome, Maybe. next team. But there is a uh, a rumor out there about mm. a former All Star mm. who has a preference, who could be traded, could be on the trade block, has a preference, and the Knicks are one of those teams. I want to know if those people listening hear this name and go, "Yeah, I'll take that guy." Stay with us. We'll let you know who it is next. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. It's clear at this point that losses are better for the New York Giants long term, but is that also the case for the Jets? Earlier this morning on DPH and Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said the Jets need to lose to save Aaron Rodgers from himself. We keep going back to his standpoint. We've done everything that he wants, and I love him. He, we've done everything that he's asked us to so do. tell him no. But they won't. They could easily squash this. Jets could come out today and say, Aaron Rodgers is not coming back. It's not happening. And to best buoy that argument would be lose this game against Atlanta. You win this game against Atlanta, you've increased your chances to get in, and he's going to be a week further into his rehab, and the idea already is that Miami is now a possibility a week ahead of schedule. So imagine you win this game you really honestly you need to lose this game this weekend and that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew when it's game time it is Tully time be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly coming up three o'clock it's the Michael K show and it's only here on 98.7 FM thanks for listening to the Barton Han show podcast listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.